What's good, chat? Oh, not too much. Today was free cone day at Ben and Jerry's, and it's already too late to get your free cone if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I should probably... Nah, man. I'm lactose intolerant. I can't do that shit. Uh, they have sorbets and other non-dairy things. But what's better than vanilla ice cream? Mmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm a really big fan of sorbets. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. I like them fruity. <laughs> but But it is true, though. I really like fruity ice cream. It's one of my vices. Uh-huh. If there's one way that you like, if someone was on a mission to get me fat, that would be a great way to do that. Just give me a bunch of free fruity ass ice cream. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Welcome to real nerd hours. A <laughs> life of oh, life of slice, baby slice of life podcast ostensibly about nerd shit including anime movies music video games things of that nature and ice cream and ice cream and also vomiting because you drank too much champagne that was a lot of champagne yes that was a lot of champagne what was it five bottles between both of us (laughs) yeah yeah okay on today's episode i denzel review ready player one and pacific rim two yeah, and we also have a special guest joining us this week, Brennan Williams of uh, internet fame, I suppose, the great black otaku, former NFL player, current M- NXT roster member, former Shogun of the Row, maybe continuing on as a fro- Shogun of the Row. It was great talking to him. We talked mostly about anime. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So thank you, Brennan. That was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, man. Let's start with the one that we both have have seen. Uh, Just so you're aware, listening at home, the spoilers. Straight up and down for both of these. Uh, I mean, I talk a little bit about it when we talk to Brennan. There are also spoilers there. Yeah. Uh, There are spoilers sprinkled throughout this episode. So if if you're really concerned about spoilers, if you're one of those weirdos about spoilers, then don't listen. (laughs) <laughs> I, you don't know when at any time I'm going to drop a spoiler it about anything. Strike at any time. Like, for instance, right now, the villain in Pacific Rim. Yep. That's <laughs> there. That's, sprinkled yeah, with there, spoilers. There you have it. I, I say it. I say it in the interview with Brennan as well. Yep. Uh, spoilers. But <laughs> to be fair, Ready Player One and Pacific Rim Uprising are not exactly Oscar-winning stories. No. You know, this this isn't the reason you're watching it anyway. No. Pacific Rim 2. It was not good. Uh, (laughs) One of the things that I like to look out for is like a co-production with a foreign company. Although it may sound a little bit racist. It's because like that'll kind of give you an idea of where the production is coming from Mm -hmm. now this isn't true in every instance but in a lot of instances that i've seen co-productions with chinese companies lead to like kind of just b-tier movies shout out to that great wall movie yeah that one that nobody saw (laughs) yeah which i mean i would say was competent but it wasn't i didn't just bad i didn't see it. it in the trailers it looked unintelligible it was just a generic action movie okay with asian people and 
oh, this is why I started talking about wokeness. Well, that part was cut out. So hop onto the Patreon if you want to hear me rant about wokeness. But not like I don't want to sound like an asshole, but it's diversity being forced by these Chinese production companies or whatever foreign company is working with the American company Hmm. that bring in actors from whatever region that production company is from. Sure. Rather than like being diverse by its own merits, it's kind of just like, okay, here's a woman with a thick, thick Chinese accent (laughs) because she's famous in China and we needed her in this movie. She can't act very well, but like... She looked good though. Yeah. Uh, The issue that I have mostly with like co-productions with other comp- uh, other countries is that they shoehorn in a bunch of shit. It changes the story to reflect like the political ideals of whatever country that they're fucking with. Mm-hmm. So if it's China, one of the things that I noticed in Independence Day Resurgence, which was also I'm fairly certain a Chinese co-production, but it heavily emphasized China saving the day. Hmm. Uh, so China saves the day in that movie, mm-hmm. more or less. And it's partially because it's a Chinese co-production. Sure. And not to say that China saving the day is a big deal because it's really not, but it has an effect on the story. And it really only leads me to wonder what else it affected in that movie. Yeah, that's because, interesting. Because films are no longer art. They're commercial products. <laughs> I mean, not to say that they can't be the same at once, but like... You're not going to convince me that Pacific Rim 2 is a work of art. No. (laughs) You're not going to convince me that Independence Day Resurgence is a work of art. No. You're not going to convince me of Ready Player One being art. We'll get to that in a minute, though. (laughs) One of the larger problems that I had with Pacific Rim Uprising was that it was just a husk of a film. It didn't really have any substance. I'll agree with that, yeah. It didn't... There wasn't anything that really made me want to sit... And keep watching. I was fucking around on my phone most of the time in the theater. Damn. Uh, luckily, I was one of two people. <laughs> and that other person, several rows in front of me. All right. So I was dicking around on my phone for at least some portion of the movie. And it, it looked good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked more cartoony than the last one. Yes. And that's not a positive thing. And it seems like maybe cut rate VFX were used. Not necessarily. Yeah, there were times where the VFX weren't quite all there. Yeah. So it's it's a larger issue. It's it's easy for me to like kind of sit and peddle these ideas about like not watching these movies, but at the end of the day, like I'm there to be entertained, and I'm finding that I'm being less and less entertained by these loud, dumb movies. That should provide me with a shitload of entertainment. Like one thing that I will never front on is Michael Bay's ability to entertain. Yeah. That guy knows how to do loud and dumb like nobody the fuck else. Like I wish he had done bright. Oh man, that would have been fun. That would have been the crazy. It would have been a little bit racist. Uh, It would have been. I mean, (laughs) not much more racist than Bright was already. But like, (laughs) fuck. Um, The movie was uh, not very subtle. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. So it, it like he knows he knows how to have a good time in the theater, and he knows how to set up his shots. He knows VFX. He knows a lot of shit. So it's not it's not weird or difficult for me to say that. I would want to see most movies done by him. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they're they would be great. 
aside from a handful of I guess the story doesn't really matter in the Transformers movie. Not uh, Transformers too much. four, I think it was, where they were in China. Yeah, that's the one where they have like the Dinobots at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the one that's in China. It's also yeah. the one where they kill off TJ Miller. I mean, right at the beginning. Yeah. Did you hear about T.J. Miller? Yeah. You know, for those of you at home, uh, we're finding out today that T.J. Miller has been arrested by the FBI for calling in a bomb threat. Yeah, on a bus? Yeah. With a real strange turn of events. What's going on with celebrities? I mean, they can do whatever they want. But yeah, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller getting killed off. I like His character had pissed me off in that movie. I did not expect him to die like that. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I I don't know why they even put him in the movie. To be honest with he you, he felt super pointless. Yeah, he felt shoehorned in. Maybe like there's a chance that maybe they had like a larger part for him or something, and then decided to cut him. Yeah, it could be, could be. I don't know. He's one of those actors. I'm real like. I don't know how I feel about him because in some movies he works and others he just pisses me off. Yeah, his um, his delivery is unique kind of. Yeah. When when movies put him in as a character, they usually kind of keep him as the archetype of literally this is his stand up and we're putting this in film. Yeah, he's got he's the guy with endless punchlines. Yeah, that's around. He's got nothing but jokes. And I think that really worked. And a mean right hand. (laughs) 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 I think it worked in Deadpool. Just because, like, the way he fit in that movie was good. But in Transformers 4, it was horrible. And I just, I was very glad to see him die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, because he's basically, I don't know if there's, like, a trope for this, but... It's like the endless banter guy. Yeah. He's got a response for everything. He's got a quip for everything. He's got a joke for everything. And it's just, it gets tiresome. Yeah, and oftentimes it's just entirely inappropriate. Like, you should not be riffing on someone right now. Like, maybe focus at the task at hand because we're being attacked. Like, yeah, yo, chill. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I know you got a proclivity for jokes, my dude, but right now when we're being chased by, I don't know, maybe a 10-ton monster, uh, you could shut the fuck up or something. (laughs) Anyway, back to Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim, as far as the story goes, exactly what you expect. Uh, Mako Mori, or whatever the fuck her name is, her dying super telegraphed. Oh, yeah. Uh, they don't even explain where Charlie Hennem is. Yeah, he's just gone. Yeah, they just make no mention of him yeah. at all. They're probably like hoping that he'll secretly come back for the third <laughs> one, so they don't Will Smith themselves. Oh man! Uh, they, they, <laughs> I, all right. This is how it goes in my mind. All right, Independence Day Resurgence. The issue was Will Smith didn't want to come back and film another one. Uh-huh. So the way that they wrote him out was they, they said he died in a test flight or some shit he went out like a bitch went out like a bitch yeah so when they do pacific rim three in 10 years 20 years or whatever they'll bring back charlie hennem if he says no they'll have him like officially dead or whatever yeah but if he says yes they'll find him living in a cave or working out a steel mill like idris elba found him yep and it'll be john boyega 20 years from now approaching uh, an old Charlie Hennem saying, we need you back. (laughs) That's going to be 
It's going to be John Boyega in 20 years. <laughs> he's going to have a raspy American accent. That's what he's going to have. Yeah, he got into an accident. He doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> he's got that one very rare brain condition that gives you a foreign accent, <laughs> despite you never having lived there. Oh, man. Did you ever hear about parents raising their kids to have accents, despite, like, American parents with an American kid teaching their children to have English accents because they sound posh. This is a thing that people do. I mean, it sounds uniquely American. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, that's pretty true. (laughs) Oh, man. My third eye almost shot open. Right? (laughs) I also find it funny when people come from an area that's known for having an accent and then just don't. Yeah. Like, you know, people from the South that just sound like Californians. Yeah. And for the record, the Californian accent is true English. Everything it, else It's not an accent. Yeah, it's this is dictionary English that we're speaking right now. Yes. Everybody else in the world is wrong. Non-regional diction. <laughs> and I like that's not even me saying fight me. You can fight me on it, but like look it up. This is no accent. Yeah, you fucking cowards. Though I do enjoy other accents anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good. Moving on to Ready Player One. There are no stakes in it, first and foremost. You know that the main character is going to win. You know that they're not going to have any problems. uh, Or they're going to have problems in in sneer quotes. But they don't actually face any big challenges. They get exactly what they want in in, in the movie. It's just kind of boring in that way the story doesn't make sense visually it was neat uh very cartoonish i don't really like cartoonish shit yeah Um, that that's kind of the first thing that threw me about seeing the movie was like the look especially of parzival the main character like he looks weird to me and i know it's you know supposed to be cartoony because it's supposed to be this virtual world sort of video game like but I don't know. I, I think they could have taken it further in either direction. This whole splitting the difference thing that they did didn't really th- sell me. If they went hyper-realistic, it could have looked great. If they went very cartoony, like a Pixar, for example, I think it would have been fine. If they went very cartoony, it would have just been VR chat. <laughs> <laughs> With a bu- And that's another thing. There wasn't enough racism in the Oasis <laughs> The, the actual internet is racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Ugandan Knuckles, my dude? That's racist as fuck. And then there weren't enough anime shits going on. Like, anime would have been way too big. Possibly my biggest issue with this movie is that these kids, born probably in the range of, like, 2025 20, and 2030 or some shit, are all obsessed with the 80s. Yeah. And... So they make reference to a bunch of shit from the 80s, but they it's like 60 years ago. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? And you can say that they were obsessed with what the creator of uh, the Oasis was obsessed with. These kids are just losers then. Yeah. They, why are you obsessed with like such a bygone era? That's so weird. That's like being obsessed with like, I don't know, Vietnam War. Or being obsessed with like rat rods and greasers. 
or flappers or anything like that or even being obsessed with the 80s now yeah really weird it would just be weird i know i I haven't seen the movie or read the book but i know that there's some pretty deep cuts in there buckaroo bonsai being one of them yeah like that's something where if you made that reference today in most contexts most people are going to have no idea what you're talking about. Like I can reference a bunch of stuff from my childhood and people would be like, Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Like say biker mice from Mars, for example, but I only really remember the title of that and kind of what the art looked like. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make a quote from the show, even though I watched it as a kid. Cause it's just not relevant in any sense anymore. Same. And that's that's like, something that we grew up with. Street Sharks. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I can say Jossum. That's all I got from Street Sharks. <laughs> Mummies Alive. To see that one, I got nothing on. <laughs> Bobby's World, Life with Louie. Uh, like, shit like that. And it's, I'm baffled. Right. And just using the explanation that these kids are super losers <laughs> makes so much sense to me. I mean, it would explain why they're really good at the stuff on the internet. Yeah. And another remark that I have is there are three puzzles. Two of the puzzles would be super easily solved, and mm. people would have had them already. Okay. They, they would have had the first and last keys, no problem at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, the second key, because it was based on the creator's like personal experience with a woman that part him, and he was a little bit touched as a whole, I guess. Uh, I didn't like it. The story was bad. The visual effects were kind of weird. The things that I like in visual effects are mostly particle effects yeah. and like hyper realism. Uh, those are those two things kind of get me going. I like those things a lot. Uh, cartoonish shit doesn't really do it for me, and mm-hmm. I understand why they rode the line between cartoon cartoony realism. I guess it would be called. I don't know what the fuck it would be called. <laughs> using like exaggerated features, but using shaders that reflect something closer to the real world mm-hmm. it, it makes sense why they would do that uh because if they made it a cartoon then kids wouldn't have been fucking with it <laughs> and the adults probably wouldn't be wouldn't have been fucking with it either yeah i i don't know i i don't necessarily even recommend going to see it in theaters because there's nothing that makes it stand out here's the third eye opening again but the just absurd bowing to nostalgia just makes me pine for a time when people could be more original yeah it's so weird to be watching something that's just rife with references from the 80s and 90s and have hardly any original content in it it's kind of mind-boggling to me well i'm just gonna go out and say it and i say that's a sign of ernest klein being a bit of a hack like he couldn't make enough original concepts. Like nothing about Ready Player One is original. Like the story, the Actually, main characters. Did you generic. did you hear about the story? Apparently, the story from Ready Player One was also a story in an episode of Danny Phantom. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the exact same thing. Yeah, it's like hey, we're in a virtual world and. We need three key, or well, actually, Danny Phantom was like seven, but yeah, yeah, and the top player is a girl, yeah, unbeknownst to everyone, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, so there's nothing original about the story, and 
I'm sure there are some original characters shown in in the movie, but if everything was a reference to something, and this movie takes place in say 2045, let's say the actually do they say when the Oasis comes out? Like how long? 2040. It's been okay. I say. So that's five years. Let's say all original thought ceased for five years. That's still more than 20 years from now of original content. Yeah. And that's a 20-year gap that you need to make up between then and now. And the most recent thing that they show, I think, is Tracer. Yeah. So nothing else came out after Overwatch? (laughs) (laughs) No, Blizzard just paid a big enough check. The intellectual property of the future couldn't afford the time machine to send the check back. Exactly. (laughs) Jeez. It's bankrupt. It's I don't like it. It's just clawing for nostalgia. These kids making quirky references that only people in 80s movies were making because they were in the 80s. It's it was really weird because like it reminded me of watching Stranger Things. Hmm. Even though it takes place in the 80s. Sure, it's yeah. just like, damn, dog, people remember these deep cuts? <laughs> like I doubt this shit was even popular in the 80s. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> with Stranger Things, you can at least reason that they were nerds. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no Huge one was into this, dorks. but no one was into this even there. <laughs> now, I am going to I am going to reconcile a little bit of that with like the weird references. Some things get lost, but still retain some of their uh, luster. Yeah. So like, say, for example, Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny chewing on a carrot and going, hey, what's up, Doc? That's a reference to Clark Gable, like the way he carries himself. That's that's a parody that would have made sense to a lot of audiences at the time that that much of it is completely lost. Like we don't associate Bugs Bunny with Clark Gable anymore. But at the time, that made a lot of sense for us. It's that's just Bugs Bunny. And that's a reference that we all know. If I say, hey, what's up, Doc? Most people are going to know I'm talking about Bugs Bunny. And they're not going to reference Clark Gable at all. So you could say that there's some level of that where, like, they could be making some reference to Back to the Future or, like, Huey Lewis on the News. And to them, it means something very different than it did to audiences in the 80s. I don't think they put that much thought into it. Oh, me neither. But (laughs) I'm just saying it could happen. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, boy. Uh, So I give Pacific Rim two out of five brights. And, I mean, Ready Player One, although it's not a good movie, it's better than Bright. So (laughs) I can't use a bright scale for it. Uh, This one at least made it to theaters. Yeah, exactly. It's not good. I can tell you that much. 100%. Uh, let's get into the interview with Brennan. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. We're here with a special guest, Brennan Williams. This uh, is exciting. You may know him on Twitter as the Great Black Otaku, or through the internet as Better Wooly. Yeah, we had actual <laughs> Wooly last week. Wow. We so this week. <laughs> so you upped the ante? <laughs> exactly. You exactly. crowned your Wooly? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It had to be done. This is what happens when the Wooly gets to the other side of the chessboard. 
exactly exactly uh thank you for coming on thank you for joining us thanks for having me yeah i I think i'm more better woolly than i am brennan at this point (laughs) (laughs) being the great black otaku yes uh it, it it's kind of unexpected given that your father's a football player you're a football player how did yes. you become such a nerd? What, what happened here? What went wrong? <laughs> so, yeah, where, where did it all go? <laughs> this, is, this is me. I bet you're wondering how it all got to this point. <laughs> um, yeah, I've actually, I've told this story a few times before. It is um, when my dad, my dad played football for a long time. He played for 11 years uh, for a couple different teams. And back then, there was um, a more defined offseason where you could just leave and come home. Nowadays, when I was playing uh, in the NFL, you're kind of just always in town because there's always workouts. There's always, you know, maybe spring ball or something like that. So there was a point where I lived away from my dad because we lived in Massachusetts and my dad either, um, he would go away for like training camp and I wouldn't see him for a while or um, we would move around during the season, but there during training camp, there was always this period where he'd be gone for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we always made a thing to bring back stuff that he thought I'd like. And, you know, as kids are in, uh, I was born in 91. So, you know, the early nineties, I liked power Rangers and I liked Godzilla and unbeknownst to me, both of those things were Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> So um, one day my dad, I guess he was looking, maybe he went to some random, you know, store or whatever. And he said like, Hey, my son likes uh, Power Rangers and Godzilla or whatever. What, what can I get him? And I, he got me that. I don't know if you remember, they used to have these VHS box sets of uh, Dragon Ball Z, or if yeah. you put all the VHSs together, it made a picture. Yeah. Yep. He brought back one of those and then it was down the weeb hole with me. And okay. It's been a it's been a rapid descent ever since. All right, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, so my dad did it, Un, and he did, he has no idea. He doesn't know any of this stuff, or he he knows that he did it, but he doesn't know. This he, I don't know if he would have stopped it. Yes, yeah, wasn't his intention. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, but that's yeah, that's how it that's how it all started, and then you know I just wanted more, and then I actually learned where the stuff was coming from, and then I started you know, just consuming more and more content. All right, cool. And I, I, I mean, getting started off with the VHSs, you actually probably were ahead of the game in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. And it was always stuff like that. Like, um, I remember I had, um, I don't know when super smash brothers came out in the West in comparison to Japan, but, um, it, back when they sold video games at things that weren't GameStop, <laughs> um, my dad had gotten me. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, this is the hot new game in Japan. You like Japanese things. And I actually had to get an adapter, like a special adapter yeah, yeah, for the N64. That, like, it, and he, he had gotten it for me that let me play. But it was a Japanese game. It was Super Smash Brothers on my N64. Okay. And for the longest, I had a bunch of characters mixed up because it was Japanese names and I just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know uh, Jigglypuff wasn't Purin. Purin. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought, um, I, there's a couple more Red like Mega that. Man. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. I yeah. I how did your dad know about Smash Bros? Oh, well, my dad was a big like he still is. He likes tech. Like uh, he doesn't even use he doesn't even use it, but he likes having it. Um, he like he likes to be like he wants to have the coolest. Like he got Alexa as soon as Alexa came out and stuff like that. So he was always just looking for the hot new thing, and he went to people that knew. So I, whatever story went to initially to get that, they was like, "Hey, what's the hot thing?" It's like, "Okay, I'll get it." Well, cool. That's, that's and that's what happened. Yeah, it's a good way to pursue that kind of stuff. Yeah. What do you think had the most impact on you when you were younger? Like what show? Actually, well, okay. The funny thing is, the the first time I actually um, like went outside of the like tsunami box like where you start going online and you like you find out that you can uh get subs online was uh naruto (laughs) of course (laughs) as as it as it does so um i remember there was one point where like i was watching naruto and i got sick of waiting every week and then i had learned that it was already all out and i could just watch it And uh, so I that that's kind of the the instance of yeah now all of a sudden I'm watching stuff online and watching stuff nonstop so Naruto did that oh wow I have to give Naruto credit even though I never I never finished it and I'll always say um I have like I'm really jealous of the people who stuck through with it all the way because I remember when it ended there was some kind of catharsis that they all got <laughs> that I just will never, have. <laughs> I will never have it. Everybody was just like, man, I hate this show, but I need to see what happens in the end. God, yeah. <laughs> and when they found out that the ninja aliens or whatever, I don't know what exactly it is. <laughs> the ninja aliens that, you know, bless Naruto. And I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I feel like they all got what they needed. <laughs> And I'm jealous of that. Exactly that when I stopped watching the show. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? 600 episodes from start, including Shippuden. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Same. It's, I mean, it's tough. I, I just, I don't have, I can't do long shows anymore. I just can't. Um, Except for, I I got back on, I got back on Dragon Ball Z really for work, honestly, but it's, it was more just became like a, a fun thing too. Cause it was the hot thing people were talking about. And then there's the nostalgia factor. So that's the one like never ending show that I can keep up with. I wish it was one piece instead of dragon ball, <laughs> but it's not because I know one piece is actually good all the time. But um, yeah, is it though? I hear I hear like sometimes it's best arcs are like not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, actually. I mean, I, I've been keeping up with the with the manga, and this current arc is actually pretty damn cool. Like, yeah, I always feel like their arcs go too long. Like, it, it just always gets stretched out. But because, yeah, like Luffy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but either way, it's still fun to read it's still like exciting but like naruto and bleach by the end of those they were a fucking slog like i did not want to continue but i had to i was so invested i feel like uh one piece has done a good enough job of changing up the formula you know like yeah like bleach 
Bleach got to the point where I just I had the same exact thing with Bleach uh, as I did with Naruto. It was like I I just can't, but it was faster. Yeah, but um, you know, you get tired of that same shonen formula, which is why I like uh, My Hero Academia so much, just because it kind of broke out of it a little bit. Yeah, but um, yeah. One Piece for me has always been, uh, I guess, the Great White Buffalo because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get that's my cousin. That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get into it as soon as it started, and as soon as I felt like I wanted to get into it, I thought it was too late because. Oh, that's exactly what happened for me. Was <laughs> yeah, I, I got turned off by yeah yo yeah yo. I didn't watch yeah, it, no. and then I heard it was good, and then it was uh, it was already five hundred episodes ahead, and I was like, oh, I can't catch up. Yeah, no. <laughs> I uh, I've only been reading it because there's so much filler in the anime that I didn't want to have to navigate through filler seasons. So I was like, okay, I'll just read the manga. And I had a bunch of time at work where it was just like render time and, you know, like literal hours of doing nothing. So I'm like, all right, I can read this 850 chapter manga. Let's go. And I did. <laughs> yeah, so you earned it. Has you he earned it. Work towards any of his goal to become king of pirates? Yeah, actually. Has like he? there's a lot of like small goals that he has along the way where it's like, "Oh, we got to go to the grand line." And then like 400 chapters in, now they're at the grand line. Turns out the grand line, that's where shit gets real. And then it's like, "Okay, well, now you're trying to be pirate king, but so are these other people. So you got to beat these other guys and stuff like that." So what are you going to do when they end up saying that the one piece was the friend you meet along the way? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I might burn something. I'm not sure. (laughs) Or I might go hug my friends. It's one or the other. You heard it. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Oh, that wouldn't be a surprise. I would. I would be angry. Even though I don't read it, I would be angry. (laughs) That would be such a bummer. I really want to know how much Oda actually has planned out. None. Because, like, with, with Naruto and Bleach... He must have more planned out than most, right? Yeah, because with those two, like, it was really clear that they had nothing planned out. Like, there was no way that this was intended, like, to go this way. Like, what, dra- like Dragon Ball was very clearly supposed to end with Frieza. Yeah. I feel like, like after, like, cause everything, at least up until that point, the whole Dragon Ball Z story was all tied together. Yeah. Cell and the androids really had nothing to do. You know, like the yeah. Saiyans had everything to do with Frieza and, you know, the Saiyan thing kind of explains Goku and that all kind of, it's like a nice little arc. Yeah. But then they come home and it's like, oh, here's a new problem. <laughs> By the way, we're from the future. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's we're like some that. teenagers it's, with attitude from the future. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that's really clearly planned out and then really clearly not planned out once you get there. But yeah. with One Piece, it's all be, it's like it's all been a series of cell arcs where it's like, oh yeah, remember that one thing? Okay, we're running with that now. But it's all been toward one goal instead of just, Oh, here's the next big bad. So, yeah. From what I understand, one piece has always been a little bit more like the end is already decided. Yeah. And we're going to spread out how we get there. 
if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like with other shows, it was always a more nebulous goal. Like even with my hero academia, it's like, okay, I'm just trying to be the greatest hero. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. When do you decide that you're the greatest hero? Yeah. But this is like, okay, I'm just trying to get the one piece. I'm trying to be the king of pirates. Like you have a clear goal. So yeah, that's one, one thing. And then (laughs) when he gets it, then it should be over. Well, we'll see. Hold on. So I just thought about something. The world of one piece is filled with pirates, right? Yeah. Like everybody's a pirate, right? More or less. So yeah. everybody's a pirate or in the Navy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there is a Navy. Yeah. But are those guys like government pirates or what? Kind of. Yeah. We're pretty like, much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like you have normal people and then like super powered people. And if you're super powered, wait fruits. Much, yeah. You got the fruits, but some of them are just badasses for no reason. And like, don't have devil fruits and they're just, the hard asses, but yeah, you're either a pirate or you're a Marine and like, that's it. And you're just inexplicably strong. Huh? Cause you're on a boat. Yep. Yep. Is there, there are land masses in that show, right? <laughs> it's the occasional <laughs> Island. Yes. <laughs> oh, geez. Is the one piece world like more percentage of water than ours? <laughs> It sure seems like it. It sure. I feel like there's not enough room for boats. <laughs> there's so many boats. It's a whole lot of boats. And then there's also a city in the clouds. Because why wouldn't there be boats the size of islands? They got giant whales that people ride on that are also kind of islands. There's an elephant that's basically an island. Why not? Mm. It's. Very grounded in reality. Don't ask questions. Yes. <laughs> of course. I wouldn't think that a man who could stretch his arms uh, wasn't realistic. Exactly. Yeah. Dalsum is based on a real person. So, yeah. Yeah, come on. See? Have you seen Master of the Flying Guillotine? <laughs> I haven't, actually. Oh, man, that movie's great. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Okay. Well, a lot of Street Fighter characters were inspired by. Uh, either JoJo's or yeah, I was gonna say JoJo characters. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like half JoJo's, half Master of the Flying Guillotine, and there. You and go. I love that they still they still are all these years later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like what? you have Fang, you like you have Fang, and you have Fury, which just represents that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our JoJo character. Here's our Kung Fu movie character. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, if you look at JoJo's and you look at uh, M Bison, like I can, I can see how A got to B. Oh yeah, I mean Stroheim is Guile. Like that's there's no question here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, one's a Nazi, the other's American as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you once called Honoka from uh, Dead or Alive Honkers, <laughs> and you also have the Nico Nico knee. Which tells me you're more than aware of Love Live. Much yes. My dismay. But <laughs> I, I got to know, who's your best girl? Well, it's, it's the meme now. It has to be Nico. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a feeling. But... I, can't, I can't go against the meme. <sighs> oh, boy. This is, a, this, is a, this is a different level of weebery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, playing, we're playing 4D chess right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But which is better, Muse or Aquas? 
Muse. All right, good. I don't even. I don't. I do not care about Love Live at all. But I can at least say that Muse was at least more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's it. I don't. I don't even know. I feel like I came up with the Nico Nico knee move. Uh, like on the best friend cast. Like, I don't know if one of them came up with it or if like, I don't know. It's, it's like a nebulous, I don't know, nebulous origin. (laughs) I feel like it started somewhere on there. (laughs) Yeah. It just happened. And then it got me to WWE somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Best friend cast. Yeah, this is this is all part of the, you know, the spiral of my dad accidentally introducing me to anime and me becoming famous because of anime, <laughs> me being a big black guy that likes anime. The <laughs> the trail of my life has long been decided. <laughs> was there was there like an NFL anime club that you attended? People sleep on the fact that most football players watch some kind of anime. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's like at that point when I was in, especially when I was in college, like I was the anime recommendation man because everybody was like, Oh, I remember Dragon Ball Z. That was cool. Is there anything like that now? I was like, yeah. And then it's, it's a very short jump. I don't know. It's not as, uh, in, you know, I'm probably the worst that I have all these figures sitting next to me as I'm doing this podcast, but hey. you know, it's not, it's not completely outlandish. <laughs> these are the things that most people grew up on at this point. So it is pretty normy. Yeah. 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 At this point. And you got to get even further into the cut for, for more niche anime, like, uh, Inuyashiki. Oh yeah, yeah like, that's, I don't. I don't even watch subs anime. I don't. I'm gonna say it here. Subs are trash. Subs are wow. Give are we, we're. Is this the hill you want to die on? Yes, I'm willing to die on this hill. One hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent. Give me. Give me the blade. I'll cut myself open right here. I'll do it. I'll do it. Subs are trash. So, like, if a dub is available, why wouldn't you just watch the dub? Because the superior Nihongo acting. <laughs> superior Nihongo acting in the true uh, the true translation of what was said that wasn't altered by Bakagaijin Americans. <laughs> Give me an English word that's as strong as Nakama. Give me an English word. <laughs> You can't do I don't even know what that means. It's like your best friend. It's your click. But it's, it's your yeah. click. <laughs> but it's so much deeper than that. Then you don't it's more. I would say maybe squad. <laughs> that work. Squad. No, I mean, like, look, look, let's be honest here. I don't understand what they're saying in Japanese because I haven't bothered to learn Japanese, and that affects how I taken their acting right like it i don't understand what you're saying you you could be doing a good job but i don't know what words are being emphasized and what's not and i don't know how that translates over well well i i've always i i'm not you know i'm not dead set that like oh dubs are trash or subs are trash but i prefer subs but i would not be able to watch as much if 
that weren't for dubs because I like to do other things with my free time other than just watch anime. Yeah. And so if I want to kind of, you know, just browse the internet or something while I'm watching a show and I don't really need to look up every minute to know what's going on. So for less important shows, I have no problem. Or if I'm rewatching a show, I'll watch the dub sometimes just to, uh, you know, to have it on in the background or, um, you know, increase my intake. I need to have a consistent drip of anime into my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always had the stance as well that if I'm going to read something like if it's subbed, I'm just going to read the manga instead. Because chances are it's frame for frame the same thing. Yeah, but you could get you could get a paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yes. Unless that's, you're reading it on a Kindle. <laughs> no, got to get the paper versions. Yeah, but then you're spending money, man. I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get with. Yeah, you. man, I've got I've got I've got free anime for life on Crunchyroll. I can't turn that down. Really. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, because of the ad supported version. Or did they give you like the anime man special thing where I think it was an I think it was an accident. <laughs> so I don't want this getting out. <laughs> but so keep it on the low. Everybody listening, keep it on the low. But there was one point when I was uh when I was playing football and the Crunchyroll podcast, they were like, hey. Uh, what's it going to take for us to get you on the podcast? I was like, I don't know, free anime for life. And then they were like, okay, send us your email. Uh. And then they, so, so they did, but I never did the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So they're probably going to take it away as soon as they, as, as soon as this gets out. But it was a complete accident. I don't know. They never got back to me on doing the podcast. You know, I'm not hard to find for a podcast. <laughs> they just never got back to me on it. <laughs> I can attest to that. Being a fact. Oh, damn. Hey, right. can you do a podcast? Yes. I didn't even ask you for free anime for life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's the real winner here, Crunchyroll? Yeah. Yeah, you won. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. So since there's other secret nerds out there in the NFL and playing college ball and whatnot, who out there could give you a run for your money for being the biggest nerd? Um, well, okay. Nobody can, nobody can give me a run for the money. I'll tell you that right now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it ain't even close. No, yeah, I'm the great, <laughs> yeah, I'm the great black king of anime. Um, uh, Michael B. Jordan is a pretender, a casual pretender who <laughs> is a, he is a false king, and if you want to follow your false king, then you weren't worthy of my role anyway. Um, but hey Jordan, here's his free smoke. Come on the podcast, <laughs> defend yourself. Yeah, yeah talk your talk. Yeah, come come on the podcast. Yeah, let's see let's see where you at. Yeah, <laughs> actually, unrelated. Get me back on track in a second. But I did see him say something along the lines of, uh, like somebody said, "Oh, you must be a casual or something." And he said, no, I'm just throwing out the casual stuff for the, for the people to understand. Ooh. And I understand, I understand that. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's real. I completely, under, I completely understand that, but here's the 4d chess. Okay. I talk about stuff that everybody knows, but it's everybody who watches some anime knows. So it's not the stuff that everybody knows. So it's a little bit deeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
everybody who watches anime, everybody who's been to a convention has probably seen Evangelion, right? Sure. So that's the show I talk all about all the time because everybody can relate to that. And it's not necessarily what's on my mind all the time, but that's the 4D chess, right? So if he wants to get deeper, if he wants to prove, if he wants to become anime God, then that's what he's going to have to do. That's your free advice. Then I'll have to go even deeper still. <laughs> <laughs> he probably, he probably watches the degenerate idol stuff. Oh no. <laughs> Say that about him. I still like him as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he loves love live. What's that other one? Uh, AKB something 048. No, AKB 48s. Oh, that's an actual yeah, that's an actual oh, that's group. An actual group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get me started on the music. I can get into the music all day. Please. But um for, as for yeah, as for exposing as for exposing people in the NFL, I'm not sure if he's still in the NFL. But uh in my draft class, there was a guy named Sam Montgomery. He he got drafted to the Texans the same year that I did. And his name on Twitter was uh sonic sam oh, because he was a true to internet life sonic sanic fan like yo like had a sanic blanket in his locker had you know sanic statue um <laughs> like he was a legit sanic guy that's dope <laughs> oh so yes. He might, if there was anybody that could give me a run for my money as of being a, a, a student of the internet, as it's probably him. All right. I dig it. Oh, boy. Sanic. God. <laughs> I just think of uh, Green Hill Zone just blasted out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn up. Turn up the game. Turn it up. Oh. More. More. <laughs> Oh, I love that song though. It was, a, it was composed so well. Yeah, and then just ruined forever. Yep. In your extreme nerd dumb, you've done something that I've never done, and that's LARPing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I I heard the story of like how you did your first LARP. How'd you even get interested in LARPing? Okay, so um, well, my first, my first. LARP that I was really a part of was in college. That's the one, like one that I went to every month where they had events. Um, I had done it a couple of times. I don't even know where I had heard of it initially when I was in high school, but when I was in high school, I obviously couldn't go sleep in the woods with strangers. (laughs) So not a good idea. um, So me and my friends, we would make, I don't know, because we were such losers (laughs) Um, instead of, you know, going to the mall and, you know, smoking cigarettes or whatever, like kids were doing. we, uh, we called it the forge. It was at my friend's house and we made, uh, LARP weapons out of PVC. Like we were like the masters of making weird weapons out of PVC and foam. So, um, when we did, after we did that, we would play in the backyard of doing sword fight all the time. And then we were like, there's gotta be groups that do this. This is too fun. There's no way that this is the, we're the first people who had this idea. And then that's where we discovered it. And we found one in, in, I have no idea where Massachusetts and we went there and we played for the day. We didn't sleep overnight cause we didn't want to get murdered. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it started. So I actually, I think it's a little bit of a rarity. I didn't start playing tabletop until way after huh. it started LARPing. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people, backwards. yeah, a lot of people do it the other way around. 
but um, maybe it's because I'm athletically inclined and I didn't have to have sweet stats to be good at LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I hadn't even considered this, but you mentioned high school and being six foot six football player. How did that go with you being such a gigantic, literally nerd? Once you hit college, once you hit you know, you get drafted into the NFL, you've made it. People kind of stop caring. But in high school, oh, everyone cares. Well, I had this sweet cheat code from when I was a kid, right? Because um, I was, and there was maybe a really brief period of time when I was in like elementary school where I didn't want people to know that I was a loser. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Maybe I hit it a little bit more, but I've never, I've never really been a horrible hider. And my cheat code was that my dad was a pro football player. So I was instantly really cool because my dad played for the <laughs> local football team. And um, so no matter what, you know, I could talk about Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. And, you know, people would be like, oh, well, I guess it must be cool. His dad plays for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> And then at some point after, you know, my dad stopped playing and then I started playing and then I became good. And then I became so good in high school, at least that it didn't matter what I liked. And I missing link between the Korean exchange students and the jocks. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. That's that's really dope. You know, a lot. of And then obviously, but it, it kept on going as, you know. I continued to grow. And then at some point I was six foot eight and 300 pounds. And then nobody could tell me anything about the waifus. (laughs) (laughs) Do something about it. What? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Yeah. Most people just kind of have to hide it or they just embrace it. And then they're don't have friends. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always really, yeah, that's what, that's my, that's my platform. If I leave any legacy, If I were to die tomorrow, aside from my kids, if I were to leave any legacy, because like I said, so many of these football players and guys, you know, that you wouldn't expect are really into this kind of like, you know, this is all just cool stuff. People like Marvel movies. It took all this time, you know, all the comic book nerds from the the 50s would have never expected that, you know, the pretty girl in high school would now be going to watch the Infinity Wars movie. Yeah. So like. (laughs) People are into this stuff because it's cool. It's not. It has nothing to do with you being a loser. I mean, I'm a huge loser, but everybody <laughs> likes this loser stuff. So you know, if 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 nobody ha- if nobody hit their power levels, then nobody would need to. You know. Yeah, you got a point. You got a point. I would still hide it. I would still. Hide it. <laughs> I don't know. There's, no, there's nothing cool about anime <laughs> <laughs> and manga. And gaming, Garuga Mesh. When I was working at an office, one of my Sakura Khan hit me up. If you want me to come, fly me down. I'll make it a work visit. Ramadan. You know what? I will suggest you as a guest for Sakura Khan. We're getting. We're making it next year. Let's make it happen. I no, I have no. I don't go to Sakura Khan. I'm going to suggest you as a guest for Anime Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. We're going to get you there. Yeah. I've never done a West coast con. I've done Canada. I've done Northeast. I've done DC, but oh, I've done Houston, obviously, but yeah, I've never done Los Angeles. All right. We're, we're getting you out here. 
Yeah, LA is a good time. It really is. <laughs> give, give me a give me a weekend off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first, first you need to escape work. Then you need to escape your kids. Oh. <laughs> what What's your favorite con experience that you've had? My favorite con experience. I, I, mean, I mean, I really just, I love cons. Like I, I had a double whammy this weekend of being jealous that I wasn't at WrestleMania and that I wasn't at uh, PAX East this weekend. It's both happening at the same time. Um, and now uh, we were talking before we were live about just internet friends. I've got so many internet friends that I kind of meet up with at these cons now. Yeah. So now it's, you know, I really just enjoy the con experience and um, uh, I just did con Bravo uh, last year in um, Ontario. And I did that with Xavier Woods, which was really cool. I saw the best friends up there. I actually roomed with Wooly. It was, <laughs> it was, it was that was you in the memes. same place. <laughs> yeah, it was memes becoming real. It was very strange. Um, I was like, you had to have done this on purpose. But um, I had actually, that was the first time I really like, I did a couple of panels, which was really cool. Um, so I really did enjoy that weekend. And yeah, just in general, I love cons. So whenever I get the chance and I can make it, especially if I can make it for work, it's even better. Yeah. What, what were the panels that you did about? Um, it just threw me on a bunch. I did one about, um, I think just anime, like, uh, like the best decade of anime or something like that. And I did one about just, a bunch of like anime community type stuff, no. which it was really cool. Cause I don't even have a YouTube. Ch- well, I do, but it's not, I don't use it, but um, it was cool. Cause I was up there with like uh, Jeff through mother's basement and uh, Arcada. So it was like, I was like, you know, I felt like a real anti tuber, even though I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. So usually, these anime nerds from growing up, you know, like you. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of a lot of video games involved with that. Does that does that course. apply? All right. Yes, of course. Yeah. So what what game are you gonna say, like, all right, this is my game, no one's touching me in this. It can be a single player game if if you wish, but Nobody's what? touching me in a single player. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm saying like, yo, what is my favorite game? <laughs> no, like, even okay, like say Battletoads for example. That's not a competitive. Okay. Game, oh, okay. It's like, so it's yo, like, I'm yeah, but best. you can, yeah, nobody's. Man, I am not that good at anything. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit that I am a completely average <laughs> video gamer. <laughs> I can be. I always. I will always say. I am the best casual fighting game player is <laughs> in I can beat everybody. Well, especially now, cause I've got, you know, just like little babies and a wife that doesn't play video games. I could be everybody in my house. Yeah. I can beat all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> always. I could always beat all my friends. I could always beat people at like my brother when I was growing up, I could always beat my brother and sister. Um, but you know, like I, I understand the uh, basics enough because I watch, you know, I watch the Evos. So I know the uh, like the real text, which makes me better than casuals. Yeah. <laughs> but then as soon as I go like, you know, out and I'm very, very average. 
it, it takes a big man to to admit that. <laughs> and I am I am a big man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. man, I I love personally when when I was in college, uh, I was the head of the arcade club. And we would host tournaments all the time. And one of the tournaments that would always be a big draw is when we played Smash Bros. And Brawl was the new one at the time. Yeah. And that would get so many casual fans out because, I mean, there were free tournaments. You know, why not? Yeah. And it's everybody. It's one of those things. Everybody played Smash Brothers. Yeah. And everyone thinks that they're the hot shit. Because they beat their because they beat their brother. Exactly. So if that, those were my favorites. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to get this. Oh, I went 0 and 2. Oh, okay. People who's your, actually who's play your, who this was your main? <laughs> who was your main? In Brawl, I played uh, Toon Link. Okay. Okay. I would, uh, I would do back air just like 40 times on someone and then just down smash them and suddenly they're dead. Because for some reason, you could just chain back air if you were really good at, at managing your jump height. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was my thing to do. I was only decent at the game. Like I wasn't I wasn't very serious about it, but we would. I had a I had a mean Zelda. Really? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's my that's my other that's my other strat because I'm not so good. I never pick like high tier characters. Yeah. I could always fall back. I could always fall back on the fact that I was like, well, yeah, I'm not beating Fox. I'm Zelda. Oh, yeah. Come on, my character. <laughs> not even switching to sheep. Yeah. You're playing meta. Yo, you lost How to am me. I supposed to <laughs> <laughs> But then I rub it in when I win. That's the best option select. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, funny enough, my, uh, my best friend at the time played, played a bunch of Zelda. Like, yeah. I like, was, I like Zelda. I like Zelda and four. Really? Even when she lost, even when she lost Sheik. <laughs> well, but then she gained, she gained another move that is kind of useless. A stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's the one series that I am completely not a character loyalist. I switch my main every game. I don't know why. It just happens. It's because you're bad at it. Well, you know, that's probably part of it, but Hey, I've never <laughs> gone. Oh, and two at Evo in that game. I've went three and two every year, which well, is actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty decent. I have archetype loyalty, like uh, like in Street Fighter and Tekken. Like I play Karen and uh, Karine and Lily because oh, they're yep. kind of because uh, I like Ojo Samas. So that's what, that's my that's my only dedication to characters. If they got drill hair, you're in it. I'm in. Yeah, it, I, I look for the Ojo Samas and the robots. Those are my aesthetics. If, <laughs> if you're a robot girl, if you, God forbid you're a rich robot girl, <laughs> I got to get a new body pillow. <laughs> Someone get this man an Ojo Sama. <laughs> what are your feelings on Metal Gear? I um. I like Metal Gear a lot. I like the mythos around it. I haven't got a whole lot of experience in it, but I just love everything about it. I love, yeah. Okay. Well, this conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You hate it? Is this another hill you want to die on? I Yes, I will also die on this hill. I think, wow. I think Metal Gear. Is- How many lives do you have? 
Um, wow. I have infinite lives. Infinite. <laughs> I mean, the, the, games, the games themselves uh, control, it, like, fine. Like, they're mechanically sound games. Well, sure. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just that I hate the story. It's preachy in the way that anime, anime is oftentimes preachy. And it's so okay. annoying. And it's like, oh, we as humans don't deserve to live on this planet. So I'm evil now because I hate people. Oh, I'm 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 an evil anime guy. It's, <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. Like I got you. But what if bad story is your aesthetic? <laughs> <laughs> you know how excited I am for Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that's that is. I don't prime bad storytelling. (laughs) That's a spicy bad story. (laughs) I'm saying uh, we're all saying. Yeah, we're all saying. I watched this uh, um, uh, YouTuber I like is uh, um, best guy ever. He does stuff with uh, Digibro and guys like that. Mm -hmm. And he did this lecture and it might be five hours long. <laughs> oh, and it explains every aspect of the uh, Kingdom Hearts lore and story. And I'm ready for three. <laughs> but oh, my goodness. And then and then he's he's released like supplementary, like hour long, uh, a couple of supplementary hour long lectures to describe what's going on with the events in the mobile game (laughs) (laughs) because they affect the actual story like what the state of you that you are putting in important lore in the mobile game yeah yeah the mobile game i played very briefly and i found out it was canon (laughs) When it's yeah. like you're create a character and like this. like what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that made me my, like I'm ca- I, my creative character my creative character is canon in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Turns out, turns out this was all a prequel. Yeah, would have thunk. And like, I mean, even from the start, like okay, to go from PlayStation, what was the first one on PlayStation Two? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And then uh was Chain of Memories Chain on Day. the yeah, the Game Boy. Yeah. So it was like, okay, so you have no brand loyalty cuz at least back then you I mean, I had uh, I had both, but like most people it was like, oh, I'm all Nintendo'd out or I'm all Sony'd out. Yeah. I mean, and at, then at least back then Nintendo was really the only player in handheld. Yeah, so everybody had Game Boys. Yeah. But but then eventually when what they went back to the 3ds or did they have one on the regular ds uh, and i yes, feel like they yes, had they did <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like there was one on they also there wasn't one on the there was a psp one all of it canon yeah it's like four different five different mobile or handheld consoles systems whatever you want to call it and then two ps2 games I guess that's it in terms of like actual console because everything else was re-releases and spinoffs. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> Do you think their plan was like in 2002 or whatever? They were like, hey, we're going to release these all over the place. And then one day we're going to re-release them as points. Two points. We're gonna do two point five and two point eight and two point eight point nine. 
and we're nope. never actually going to release three. We're going to string them on forever. <laughs> oh man, there is there is no way this was planned. I want to know how they get the licenses for all this. I really want to know because Disney holds tightly onto their stuff. Yes, yeah, that must have been a story too. Oh, wasn't it actually? Wasn't it just that like the Disney office in Japan shares like a building with Square Enix and they just like talked about it in an elevator? Wasn't that? I feel like that's a thing. That seems like the most plausible explanation. So even if that's not true, we're going to accept that. <laughs> that's now canon. Yeah. <laughs> as canon as a creative character. Yeah. 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 As, as a creative character, actually. Uh, yeah. But it's still, even still, it's weird that they would, they're really just loaning them out. Like, yeah. And they must have some tight rules with what they're allowed to do with the characters. Oh, I, I know that Disney is very protective of how their characters are representative. Like, there was some some drama with that regarding uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite because that was after Disney had taken over Marvel. Someone was saying that in the early release footage when like doing the character tutorials that Disney didn't want people showing tutorials where Capcom characters are beating up on Marvel. Characters. Oh, boy. Like, oh boy, gotta keep, gotta keep, gotta keep, keep Marvel strong, guys. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't have, can't have Mega Man beating up Miss Marvel. Captain Who is Mega Man? Who's he ever beat? He's no not being made up in the tutorial. He ain't nothing. This is this is our flagship. This is Captain America. Who's this scrub? <laughs> yeah, no. never heard of him. Not once. Not never. Who's this? Who's this? Who's this Dante kid? Huh? Eh? Eh? Mm? White hair, huh? I ain't about it. Some guy from the old lady. He thinks (laughs) thinks he's Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What is? Why you got Quicksilver in a red jacket? This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I thought we said no X Men. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can't stop the mouse. (laughs) He's too strong. Like, I'm in this weird place with Disney where it's like, well, honestly, I just because I'm an X-Men guy through and through. Like if I if when it comes to comics, if you were to strand me on an island and I could only read like one series, it would as as awful as X-Men is right now. I would be X-Men in hopes that it would get good again. (laughs) But uh, so I am ecstatic that, you know, Disney might be buying out Fox and bringing X-Men home to where they belong and where we might actually get some good, you know, team up movies. Yes. But the idea, like, so as much as I am happy about X-Men coming back into the fold, the idea of Disney owning like 80% of the top earning franchises of all, all time or something like that <laughs> like that's scary like uh cyberpunk dystopias type stuff like they're a mega core <laughs> yeah and soon they're gonna be able to buy out people's debt and force them to work in the tune mines forever <laughs> the tune mines <laughs> okay here's a here's an obscure here's an obscure thing um in the early 2000s there was a uh, Disney MMORPG browser-based, and I believe it was called Toontown. Yes, Toontown. I have a few friends that still play that. <laughs> that's where that's where people <laughs> people still play it. Yep. 
I guess people still play RuneScape, so I guess why not? But um, that's where people go when they get their debt bought out. They become tunes and Toontown. <laughs> <laughs> you have your choice. Either become a tune in Toontown or work at one of the Disney parks as like Goofy or something or work as like Mickey Mouse in the suit. Nah, see, that's and, and just roast. Oh, You'd be worried. Yeah, no, that's too, that's too high class. And there's like, there's a lot more rules to like being a, uh, they don't call them, they don't members. call them, yeah, they're cast members. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, there's a very specific, and like if you, if you are, like if say I was Mickey Mouse, I wouldn't be able to say I play Mickey Mouse. It's I know Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> they're very protective. Just like Bruce Wayne isn't Batman, he just knows him. Same with yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. I, I've got a bunch of pictures of him. Yeah. JJ put some food on my table. I'm stopping out here. J.K. Simmons over here yelling at me to get more pictures of the guy. Luckily, I know. Luckily, I know the guy, and he lets me do private photo shoots. Yeah. There's some saucy ones that aren't fit for the newspaper, but. Uh, yeah. We got uh, real caught up in these webs, you know what I'm saying? I want these pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Man, I I don't know if they could have JJ come back. He needs to. There's nobody there's well, nobody better. Well, what I'm saying is like they can't have a JJ, J. Jonah Jameson, that's not J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I don't I don't care what rights or whatever. Just figure just it, out. Figure <laughs> figure it out. out. He wants pictures of Spider Man. I want him to want pictures of Spider Man. Yeah. Same with Gary Oldman and uh, what Commissioner Gordon? Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. I think he did a really. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Commissioner Gordon. I I highly agree, but Gary Oldman's also just a great actor. Yeah, he is. Well, wait, isn't Jay Jonah? Wait, isn't Jay Jonah Jameson Commissioner Gordon now? Yes. That's a mess. Yeah, that's a mess. <laughs> it really is. I can't follow this timeline. <laughs> this is the darkest. Yeah, we're 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 getting to the we're getting to the point where there's been so many superhero movies over such a long period of time that we have like two human torches in Marvel movies that aren't the human torch. Yep, they both redeemed themselves. Yeah, there's a big rumor going around that they're gonna try to revive Fantastic Four. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot lately. They want well, isn't it? Don't they have to every like five years? I think I think that might be part of the rules. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a legit rule. Is they lose the rights if they don't make a movie? Oh, yeah. well, they they have to make a movie every like the first Fantastic Four movie is like a famous like awful movie that they just they just threw it together. Yep, because they needed to. Um, yeah, no, nineties, right? No, the- yeah, 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 yeah. That's or was it before that? Oh, oh! You mean like the first, first? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. yeah. Like it's got the thing walking around in the pillow suit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, that's the one. That's what they need to do to keep the rights. Okay. Yeah, every. But if Disney buys them, then I mean, they they own everything anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the only reason they're worried about losing rights is to because uh, Disney will just get it. Yeah, in ten and I years, it's all gonna be Disney, Amazon, Google, and Apple. That's it. Oh boy, they just own everything. Those are the megacorps. Yep, and they'll be able to buy out your debt. 
And they don't even have cool Shadowrun Megacorp names. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Google Heavy Industries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How disappointing is that going to be? I mean, they can buy out Fox. That'll be fine. But I, I want to see what a good Fantastic Four movie looks like. My uh, my strategy, if if I was like, hey uh fantastic four is back with marvel make a movie i would make them not the incredibles but like you like you know the incredibles took place like didn't it isn't it kind of taking place in like the 50s like it's supposed to it's older than it lets on yeah something along those lines i would make it that the fantastic four were the first like out superheroes that would be cool so so they're more like uh like the celebrities of so whereas like i don't know the the current superheroes are kind of just together like there's kind of like oh these are your grandpa's superheroes so they're all like older and they're all just famous okay that would be interesting and then you at least then you have some very you know because you i always i thought it was annoying that they made the fantastic four like super young again in the most recent one i thought that was a really strange way to do it i've never pictured yeah. richard as a young man <laughs> how can you be reed richard if you're not going great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way that you do it right this is how you do it with the how how the universe is set up now uh what you do is after the infinity war is over or whatever maybe in the middle of the infinity war you have sue storm and reed richards go out and start investigating shit and then they get superpowers because they get like um irradiated by something and then dr doom is there along with them but rather than like i don't know being a normal guy uh he decides to join up with thanos or whatever or whoever the bad guy of the day is they get irradiated by the tesseract (laughs) yeah yeah something like that and they become superhuman and then um finally (laughs) they'll make a decent movie maybe we'll see we'll see about that yeah, that one that one might be rich. They're gonna run out of ideas one day. <laughs> no, they never will because they can always steal ideas from fan fiction uh, and pretend like they never saw it. <laughs> what do you what are like in a hundred years when they've run out of all of the all of the Marvel stories? What are you going to do when they cross over with Star Wars? <laughs> 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 Guardians <laughs> Guardians cross Star Wars. <laughs> I, oh man! You know what? I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, me neither. And, uh, they're probably not. I bet you uh, they're working on a theme park that's just Spaceland and it's just it's Guardians f- and Star Wars. I do not want to see Star Lord and Han Solo trying to outwit each other. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, that's like, the problem. Is it's the same character? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean like they're trying to outsmart each other. I mean like who can make the wittiest quip? Like, yeah. I really don't want that scene to happen. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> spoilers. Cool. Uh, thank you, Brennan, for joining us on this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. Working. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Online. Yeah, you can find me online. At every anywhere at Great Black Otaku, it's branding. You, if you if it's a thing, and you put Great Black Otaku in it, it's probably me. Until this gets out, and then somebody makes a Toontown account as Great Black Otaku, that's not that is not me. 
And uh, hop on there preemptively, you know, just in case. Yeah, I'm going to do that real quick before you release this. (laughs) And um, otherwise, maybe sometime you'll be able to find me on the WWE Network for $9.99. You can download that on most of your apps and devices. Yeah, $9.99. When's $9.99? Am I allowed to ask when your next, when your first televised match is going to be? Well, actually, actually, um, I am going home to, uh, well, not home, but my wrestling home to Houston uh, next week. Um, Yeah, Booker T called uh, in a favor, so I will be doing a show for them, which will be televised next week on uh, Fight TV. It's on iPay-Per-View. It'll be probably the first time I've been on TV in in like maybe two years, so I'm really excited. And oh, cool. I'm doing everything for the I'm doing everything for the memes when I get there. Hell yeah. Hell. I gotta get I gotta get new memes. Including your Evangelion inspired trunks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. And you you're wrestling as Marcellus Black, correct? I will be there, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out. Row. The Shogun of the Row is back in the row. Awesome. One night only. It's exciting. Thanks again, man. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Love to do it again sometime. Of course. It's anytime. A lot of fun. Anytime. Again, thank you, Brennan, for coming on to the show. We appreciate having you. You can find him online at Great Black Otaku on most social media. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Let's get into questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper comes at us with, was there any particular movie or cartoon that bugged you out as a kid? I remember I saw the movie Cat's Eye. It was an anthology, but the last story was about this little troll that would sneak into your room at night and steal your breath as you slept. God damn, that shit was terrifying. I remember the little bastard carried around this twisted little sword and my Thundercats Mumra that had one that looked just like it. There were many nights I thought that little shit was coming for me. Ren and Stimby had some crazy shit in it. Uh, And same with, like, I don't know if I just associate this with Ren and Stimpy, but there was, like, a a kind of program that would come on with it, I think, where it was similar to Toonami, where it had a host and would introduce clips. It was called Moxie and the Flea. Ooh. Uh, I believe it was Bobcat Goldthwaite that voiced Moxie. Uh, I don't remember who voiced the Flea, but, like, that shit kind of fucked me up. Uh, Joe's apartment, although that wasn't a cartoon about the guy who lived in the apartment with talking roaches. That's weird. Yeah, it was really that one kind of did me in as a kid. That's weird. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the from the Crypt, Tales of the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt. I don't know. <laughs> the Tales crypt, from uh, Tales from the Crypt. Yes, uh, the Crypt Keeper really bugged me, but he never really like haunted my thoughts or dreams or anything actually like i never really had that big of an issue with um anything scaring me for extended periods however uh in the care bears movie from 95 uh the main antagonist well basically possesses this kid named nicholas he's this blonde boy and uh that movie made me a little bit wary of blonde kids Oh, that wasn't Children of the Corn? It's basically Children of the Corn, just in Care Bears form. 
Okay, okay. Also, for some reason, We're Back also freaked me out. Yeah, the one with the talking dinosaur. Okay. Yeah, don't know why. I remember that movie as basically being a fever dream for me. Like, I only remember, like, the last scene in that movie. Mm -hmm. And everything else is just... I kind of forgot that it was something that actually existed. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine, Imagine in the year 2075 where Ready Player Two comes out <sighs> and the kids are making references to Moxie and the Flea. Yeah. We are back and a bunch of other obscure shit from the 90s. <laughs> like, wouldn't that just drive you a little bit nuts? <laughs> yeah. Like, these motherfuckers had no idea what any of this stuff was. Yep. I mean, you know it's going to be mostly, like, really easy stuff, like Fresh Prince and Bel Air. Yeah. Like, but then there's going to be something about what Anna Anaconda <laughs> it doesn't want none. <laughs> you know what's funny, actually? And granted, like, because it was based on what this creator liked, uh, there wasn't any reference to, like... Or Angela Anaconda. Even I got it wrong. Anyway. Oh, and Jesus. Angela Anaconda. I knew it was something like that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, w- there wasn't really any reference to much, like, black 90s shit. Of course not. Or any... Maybe. Of course not. Yeah, Ernest Ernest Klein, not a big fan of the Fresh Prince or Martin <laughs> or the Waynes Bros. Not even Family Matters. No Family Matters. Tisk tisk for shame, Mister Klein. Yeah, I guess that's better than having like Michael Bay ish like oh, racist caricatures in the form of robots. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, the very, very black robot gets ripped in half in the first movie. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, Jazz. You went out. His name was Jazz. Yeah, I mean, that's a good start. That's how you knew he was black. Yeah. If that movie came out after La La Land, you would have known he was white. Yep. (laughs) Because only white people can save Jazz now. (laughs) It's in your hands. Mellowed asks... This is kind of meta, but I know the Dick Show opens a lot of space for content creating fans, like music, weekly art, video skits, to add to the show. Do you think there would be anything that us creative or skilled fans could do to have a little creation hyped together on R&H, like writing little silly codes or infographics or even contests? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the only thing is, we can't pay you. Yeah. Because we're not making 22000 <laughs> That's like, I would love to do even collabs with fans. Like we're not too big to do this kind of stuff right now. So if there's something that you want to provide for the show, by all means, but we can't promise compensation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We promise no compensation. Actually, Zalora Silver asks, keep this one short for you guys. What anime do you show your significant other when you start the relationship to see if it's make or break? If it's not an anime, how about a movie? Uh, I don't. I refuse to show my SO at any point in time any anime. <laughs> um, I think that's a bridge too far. Maybe on my deathbed, I'll, <laughs> I'll pop in my Blu-ray Cowboy Bebop or there something. But movies, it's always alien uh or any of the dumb action movies that i have any of the fast and the furious movies like it's not no it's not necessarily whether or not they'll like them it's whether or not they'll not complain during watching them <laughs> like if they don't want to watch them they need to tell me 
But if they do agree to watch them and they complain the whole way through, it's a no go. That yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat with Denzel, where like I do not go out of my way to show anyone anime, especially not an SO. Also, it doesn't help that most of the people I've dated have been much more into anime than me. So I don't really have much to show them in the first place. I would like most of the people in my life to watch Fist of the North Star, but I also know that's not for everyone. And I, it's also old and didn't age very well. So that's, I'm not going out of my way for that one. <laughs> but movies, Blazing Saddles is probably my number one. Just because not a ton of people our age have seen it. And I mean, there's probably good reason that movie's racist as fuck. Yeah, that now that <laughs> now looking back, like that movie's very racist, but also still hilarious to me. So, damn, I, I'm I. Yeah, now I'm not sure if I can do that as my make or break kind of movie. Because <laughs> if someone's like, "Yo, I'm uncomfortable with this many white people saying the N word," I'm like, mm, "Yeah, that's fair." Or if they're or if they're laughing a little bit too hard. Yeah, or that. <laughs> yeah, or that. The other uh the other movie I go to to show people is Be Cool. And I don't think anybody who I've shown it to really enjoyed it. Anybody who I was romantically inclined with that I showed it to actually enjoyed it. No, because most people don't <laughs> like that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> and I've found that uh only black people like that movie, just in general. If that. If that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's only you and your dad that like that movie. No, I've found other random black people that are like, yo, that movie's my jam. Those are government plants. Don't trust them. <laughs> Juice Campbell asks, Denzel, do you have a favorite MF Doom project besides Mad Villainy? Have you heard his newest collab with Sarface that he just released? Yes. Uh, MF Doom's Mmm Food. Yeah. Quite good. Uh, that would probably be second on my list. Uh, Mad Villainy, of course, is right at the top. Sarface, that that album is cool. But the issue that I have with Doom right after Born Like This came out is that he just sounds so fucking lazy on tracks. <laughs> uh, he's got a song called Retarded Friend with JJ something uh, as part of the collaboration called JJ Doom. Was it JJ Icefish? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, there was, uh, it was produced, the song was produced by uh, the guy from the one group. Oh, fuck. The more you try to erase me, the more, the more, the more that I'm. Oh, Radiohead? Yeah, the Tom guy, York, Tom, Tom York. All right. I know no Radiohead. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, J.J. Doom was probably his last song that I really liked. I didn't like his collaboration. I didn't like his collaboration with Bishop Nehru. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't like a lot of his latter day Doom shit after he started going by Doom rather than MF Doom. Um, yeah, but the beats on Sarface on that Sarface collaboration are fucking sick. They were really dope, but he still sounds lazy on the track. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to find a good producer, this may or may not sound like a joke to you, depending on like what your background is. But 
Big Ghost Limited is a really good fucking producer. Mm. Look him up. He used to write a blog back in the day. He was known. He was really well known for shitting on Drake. <laughs> but he's a he's a really solid producer. You ever find really strong producers that do like solo albums of like instrumentals, but then like that one album is just terrible. What do you mean? Like they they're really good producers for rappers, for singers, but when they do their own thing, it's just garbage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt about Pharrell's album, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 think I like it was for- on my mind. It was called in my mind. Yeah. Shit was horrible, dude. <laughs> yeah. Not to front on Pharrell because his lead single number one was super popular for that a long was, yeah. time. Number one. Baby you and me. Dancing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't says. remember. But, but him with it's him and Kanye. Yeah. Smash it. Yeah. It was uh, off the charts. Classic. Hit and miss with his yeah. production. Especially like after after In My Mind came out. Yeah. I was like, yo. I'm done. Ah, I still like his stuff when he's doing it for other people. Yeah, that's his better stuff. Yeah. Like, NERD's latest album was fucking bad. Which one was their latest one? Uh, it came out last year. Really? Yeah. They had oh, a I didn't hear that. Single Lemon with Rihanna. Oh, bouncing yeah. Around, bouncing around, bouncing around, I don't know how that became a hit. It's like... Because it's literally name recognition. Yeah. Rihanna. That, that song, like... I'll take in my mind over that song. <laughs> I still I still enjoy it when he works with other artists. Like I like the beat for Stir Fry from with Migos. Oh, I still haven't listened to that one. It's fun. But yeah. <laughs> There's like a generic sound. Like it's it's he's been doing it for so long at this point, it's become generic. Yeah. Where it just sounds like boilerplate Pharrell. Well, I can actually break it down for you from a music theory standpoint. It's the uh, one, two, three, four. Like the four count leading into the oh, beat. Oh, yeah. That's, that's then, signature Pharrell. But it's specifically his chord choices. He always uses major sevenths and minor ninths in every song. And that's like his signature chords are all major sevenths and minor ninths. So like any Pharrell song that's like iconic Pharrell guarantee you those are the two main chords that's awesome i didn't know that look at you with your music theory brain over here yep oh man that's that's what a little schooling will get you everybody also just as a disclaimer he also does throw in throw in some minor sevenths too (laughs) (laughs) just to really mix it up for that ass yeah daft punk like it's it's funny because like those are very much common chords. It's not like that's something that's, you know, specific to him. But Big it, ups to the chain smokers. Oh, <laughs> oh chain smokers. That's some other shit. But uh, he just relies on those chords so much that they've become his signature. Yeah. Even though other artists use those all the time. Yeah. Especially people trying to lampoon Pharrell. Yeah, it's real easy. <laughs> just do the four counts leading in and then just rely on those two chords and you're you're good to go. Schmood asks, your man's back. After a long hiatus, I've caught up to episode 60. I came across this anime today called Megalobox about some boxing with exoskeletons. First episode seems dope. VA is good and I can't wait for the dub. Uh, Banana Heli. 
on Twitter recommended that to us. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Me neither. My policy is generally to wait until the dub comes out and then wait until all of the dub comes out <laughs> so I can sit and binge watch it if I really want to. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's really about it. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that and it looks really cool. So I'll, I'll definitely give that a watch probably before Denzel because I'm not going to wait a year for the dub. I mean, it's not going to be a year, right? It's probably going to be... <laughs> I don't know, another five months. Who knows? I, I, because I don't pay attention to dubs, I don't know how long it takes. I guess it's going to depend on how popular it is, right? Also that. Unprompted, both of both Schmood and Prince Igor, uh, or Banana Heli, hit us up. Unless if they're the same person. I don't know if they're the same person. That's, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure Prince Igor is... Oh, you mean Schmood yeah, being Shmood. Banana Heli? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But either way, uh, this is you got to keep time. your brands consistent, guys. <laughs> yes. So we know who you are across social media. Uh, based on based on just word of mouth alone already, I'm going to take it that it's going to be very popular. I uh, think I think it's going to be popular among our demo, which doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be popular in Japan. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Hajime no Ippo was super popular here. Yeah. Like, but that was after it, it all had been released. Yeah. And apparently FLCL did okay numbers in Japan, but was a huge hit in America to the point where they may, they're making the uh, second and third season largely because of its American sales, not its Japanese sales. See, that's the weird part to me. Why the fuck would you bring it back after like a decade? Yeah. Actually, I think it's closer to 18 years. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very strange to me, but sure, why not? Yeah. It, uh, I mean, I guess do what you want when you're popping. Yeah. Now is the age of nostalgia. See Ready Player One. Uh, I'm surprised that didn't have any reference to Fully Cooley. Uh, it did have a Gundam in it. Yeah. But, oh, God, this is the part that really fucking annoyed me about that Gundam shit. Why the fuck wouldn't he pick a better Gundam? Why did he he pick the RX seventy eight two? So that's like that's one of the early ones, right? Yeah, I think that's from that's smack dab in the eighties. Yeah, why the of fuck course. wouldn't you pick something from the nineties? Like, I feel like heavy arms would have been a better solution. There's, that thing's got missiles and Gatling guns and shit. There's or, there's a lot of stronger. There's kind there's some power creep in uh in Gundam because you know you don't you kind of want to be impressed. So it's like. You know, Gundam 00 is probably stronger than Gundam Wing. Yeah. So. <laughs> what was that one in uh, 00? The one that the uh, robot lady used? Lady person? Oh, uh, I do not. The only ones I remember. Maybe that was Seed. Which one had the dead brother? That's that's 00. Okay. The only Gundam names I remember from 00 are 00 itself and Curios. <laughs> uh, Arios and Curios. What are what are Arios and Curios? That's the orange one. Oh, the, okay. The dude with the split personality head. Oh, geez. Uh, there was one that the robot thing had that was basically a giant laser cannon. Oh, yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, that one would have been far more effective than the RX seventy eight Mark II. Yeah, I would II. think so. It's it's I don't know. It's just impractical. The kid sits there. Uh, he wins like this prize. More spoilers if you hadn't realized. Uh, <laughs> He he wins this prize where it essentially gives him the ability to transform into a ro- robot for two minutes. Okay. He decides of every robot 
ever that existed ever in the like realm of time. He could have even picked like the Megazord. That probably would have been a better choice. That thing's got a fucking laser. Yeah. Anything with a laser would have been a better choice. And he he chooses an RX-78. And he's fighting against Mecha Godzilla. That it seems like a mismatch. Yeah. Okay. So you, why why the fuck would you choose the RX seventy eight when you could have whatever whatever different kind of Gundam whatever Gundam model that was that was just essentially a gigantic fucking laser <laughs> where you could just blow it to smithereens you could turn it into like dust <laughs> you just turn it into dust I don't know a lot of suboptimal decisions were made and if he were really a fan of Gundam I'm sure even even up to that point. 2045 they would have kept releasing gundams and would have had an even dumber gundam to use and even even outside the realm of gundam there are other bigger batter robots <laughs> yes. out there like yeah yeah uh fuck what was that manzinger k or whatever oh, the fuck it was I, called i never paid any attention to manzinger <laughs> Uh, he could have gone with Gurren Lagann's like fucking oh yeah like the very end of it like yeah. when he's fucking throwing galaxies yeah exactly could have gone with that uh, there was another anime that I watched recently that somebody recommended where the guy basically was like stepping through dimensions and shit Jeez. and like it, oh, god yeah, yeah but I don't know that's, Some, that's one of the problems when you have basically like unlimited anything when when you give someone omnipotence like that where he can pick any robot ever and of course he picks you know just something that he knew because the 80s were that's you're so limited by the writer the the funniest part about that was he sits there for five minutes in movie time 10 minutes in movie time uh-huh. uh maybe like three or four minutes screen time where he's just sitting there like with his legs crossed like ostensibly meditating trying to pick something and that's what he lands on yeah it wasn't an immediate choice he wasn't just like oh shit this is what i'm going with and he i'm pretty sure he jumps out of the firefly of course. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. I'm not I'm not 100% on that, though. Ugh, it was so stupid. I was just like, dog, you could have picked so many better things. So many better things than that Gundam. <sighs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. True. Ernest Klein, you're a hack. Yeah. Hack. And that does it for questions. All right, cool. Thank you again, Brennan, for coming on to the show. Again, you can find him on social media at Great Black Otaku. Uh, many places, many faces, uh, maybe even Toontown at this point. We'll see. <laughs> um, you can follow the show on Twitter at X Real Nerd Hours. You can follow me on Twitter at that Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. You can join us on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. And you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. And we will see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.